Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to another, uh, what are we going to call this? Kind of like a roundtable discussion between, um, I'm going to think, badass uncaged bosses. That's what I like to call <laughs> this one. <laughs> I like it. Yep, yep. So I guess we just go around. I mean, like Kevin, I mean, I, I kind of heard some great stories about Kevin. I actually um, had an interview with, um, oh, her name was Michelle. Thompson. Yes. Yeah, so she yeah. was telling me, like, you know, you're like the automation king, the landlord. You hold the keys to the automation closet, man. Yeah, that's that. That's me. I'm automation god. I think is the proper terminology. Dude, sa, you misspelled geek. That's that's what Kevin is. He's the automation geek. <laughs> got it. Got it. Well, I mean, yeah, def- definitely we could dive into that a little bit. I mean, I mean, automation is it literally makes things a lot easier and streamlined. So, I mean, obviously, whatever jewels you have, let's let's deliver those. Yeah, it's it's all about, you know, especially for small businesses, it's all about freeing up time hmm. and figuring out everyone thinks they need to have these really complicated campaigns and triggers and all this stuff. It's like, no, what are the tasks that are using up a ton of your time that we can automate? And that's really what we're doing for Michelle is, hey, how do we get these things off your plate so that you don't have to mess with them? And you have more time to do with customer stuff. And that's what's key for businesses, especially the developing, growing businesses, is I need more time to be in front of clients. I need more time in front of prospects. I need to get the my genius zone stuff going and not spending all this time on this repetitive tasks that take me out of my zone. And that's how I approach automation with my clients. So, Donnie, it sounds like you stumbled across a Wozniak. Like, so obviously. Oh, like, <laughs> dude, that is a great, great. Um, and I'm, I'm okay being a Steve Jobs reference. I'm, I'm good with that. Except Even as a turtle. Asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not going to wear a turtle. <laughs> you know, but, but truthfully, you know, it was interesting. Is Kevin and I, you know, first hooked up when I just needed some email automations done. And so I was looking at somebody just to automate some email stuff. And as we dove into shit, I kept realizing this motherfucker can do a whole lot more than I realized. So as, as he kind of kept stepping up his game and showing some of the things we did, he could do, I mean, all the way up to, I hired him for some email shit and now he damn near runs my companies. Huh. Um, it's pretty fucking fantastic because it, it, it'll allows me to go do what I'm good at, which is be the loud mouthpiece out front, you know, uh, talking and, and drumming up a lot of damn noise. Why he makes everything freaking function. Um, and so, I mean, what level of function we're talking about? Cause I mean, obviously like there is basic automation. People may think Hootsuite. Oh my God. It automates my, like my campaign. Dude, it's if you touch way. our business, it's automated. So let's do like success champions networking. Someone visits a chapter and fills out the, Hey, I want to go visit the Fort Worth one chapter. Uh Sweet. That's going to trigger a ton of stuff happening in our system. 
It's going to notify the visitor that, hey, here's how you visit the chapter. But it's also starting to send stuff out to the chapters that, hey, you have this person attending. And we have this whole system set up where we're tracking, hey, did this person attend or not? And people entering information that will then trigger specific types of responses to that um, to that visitor. You know, right now, if they visit, they're going to get an email saying, hey, thanks for visiting. We want to hear how, about your experience. Hit reply to this email and tell us what you thought, what you liked, what you disliked, what we can make better so you have a better experience. And if you want to apply because you loved it, and we'd love to have you as a member, click here to fill out your application. Okay. With If they don't visit, and what I'm working on now is actually adding in a step where if they don't visit and we don't get that update in a certain amount of time, sending out, hey, have you had a chance to visit the chapter yet? Here's a link. We'd love to have you be there. Find out what you liked and didn't. If you're still interested, let us know and we'll we'll make the connection. So we have that level of stuff going on, even up to the point where they put in an application of, hey, what information are we sending them? How are we assigning them to a chapter? Who's approving them? You know, what? Then there's that onboarding sequence going out. There's stuff going to the members. It's just become this really, you know, stuff that if we were doing it manually, every time a new member visited, that would be all someone would be doing is sending out those types of communications and tracking that stuff. And there's no way we'd run 35 chapters in 30 states right now if we were doing that all by hand. Yeah, I mean, that just... That's crazy. I'm surprised. Like, like, how, how did Donnie even let you come on this this particular podcast? Like, like you're a hidden gem. I wouldn't even like to like disclose that I <laughs> have access to that. I'm his right? biggest referral for he partner. Is. He is totally I'm- my biggest referral source. Uh, we're getting T-shirts made, and he's he's coined a phrase: "Everyone needs a Kevin." Hmm. And we're gonna have T-shirts at the summit. <laughs> so, so I, and I honestly, you know. A lot of it is, yeah, he's an absolute badass when it comes to to the automation and everything else. Um, I don't have any concerns of him wanting to go anywhere else. We've built too much together, you know, and there, there's a good chunk of both of us that, that need the other one. I mean, uh, where Kevin is a little bit more introverted, he can hold his own. Don't don't let me take anything. The dude can sell his ass off um, and he can work a room and he can network like a beast. Um, but, you know, me being able to do the things that I do allows him to really geek out into shit that he wants to geek out on. And it keeps me from, you know, not doing stuff. So a lot of it is the more I bring him out to the limelight, and he does well on his own as well. I don't want to take it away from him. Um, the world gets to see the level that a business can run when you are humble enough to know the shit you shouldn't be touching in your business and allow somebody else to come in and really geek out on a, a side of your business and, and do what they're really good at. I mean, and, and, and the more we can bring that message to the marketplace, mm-hmm. I, I think it helps more and more people because, you know, we, we, we met in a Facebook group. I mean, this, is, this, is, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, you know, going back to the late nineties dating shit, you know, oh. um, you know, but, but I mean, really any chance that we can teach the world something mm-hmm. we're in we're and in. that whole concept that Donnie's talking about of letting people do the stuff that you're not good at or that you don't geek out at is a recurring topic. Uh, one of the cool things Donnie does for our members is we have a mastermind group that's mm-hmm. above the normal membership 
where we have people who are actively scaling their business and trying to hit go from six figures to mid to high six figures, seven figures. And they're all talking about how do I bring people in? How do I let go of stuff? How do I find the right person? That is, that is the huge topic that comes up every time we have a mastermind meeting. And we're always ending up talking about how you scale and uh, di diversify who you're working with so that you can focus on the stuff that you actually need to do as a CEO. And it, it's amazing. You know, normally I always expect the masterminds, everyone's going to be focused on how do I sell more? How do I do that stuff? It's like, no, how do I get rid of this stuff? Because yeah. I know it's taking up my time. And it's not making me money. Hmm. So it's really interesting listening to the, the conversations and how those change as these businesses are actually growing. Well, let's take a, just take a journey, right? Let's just say I walk up into your virtual office, right? I'm brand new. You never heard of me and I'm new and I'm saying, okay, I have a podcast. I got a couple books and I kind of want to scale. Like, like what's the next step? Uh, for me, I would tell you to do the dumbest thing that I ever did. That's funny as shit is pull out a yellow sheet of paper, mm -hmm. draw a line right down the center of the thing on the left-hand side, write down every freaking task you've ever done in your business. Everything. Don't hold back the stupid shit like taking out the trash, add that in there. Then in the right column of that sheet, write this phrase at the top. Would Steve Jobs do that task? Oh. Then go through every one of those, figure out what you need to get off your plate, and the ones that you still think that, that Steve Jobs would be doing, ask yourself, are you an expert in that field? Oh. If you're not the expert, go find a Kevin. Go find somebody that will geek out on that thing. And, you know, it's funny. People always say, but I don't have money to hire anybody. <laughs> right? Yeah. How do we do it, Kevin? Oh, we have a team of 15 people working on our podcast that are all doing it because they love what we're trying to do and want to be a part of it. And we're, while we're not paying them cash, mm -hmm. uh, we are providing other services and helping them grow their business and, and be badasses at what they do. So they're getting value out of us, but they're, they're like, all of them have pretty much approached us and said, Hey, how do I help? What can I do? You know, we have an SEO company that's doing all our keyword search and development for each episode. You know, it was, you know, out of the blue, Donnie messages me, Hey, I think I have a insert industry <laughs> to help on the podcast i'm like do we need one of those really <laughs> what do we need one of those people for and it's all people who want to be part and help, help this grow because they the, the vision of what we're trying to accomplish is resonating with them and it's yeah. having an impact in what in their lives which is really cool that's definitely interesting so let's just think about it from like the mass standpoint because i mean obviously you guys are on a particular level to where somebody sees what you're doing and then they're going to raise their hands but let's say somebody's brand new and they only been in the game maybe three months to six months they may not have that following with people jumping at their doorstep yep. to raise their hand so like where's that missing component like how do Same they get concept. even when i started with donnie you know uh, we had this he's like i need you i want you i can't pay you pretty sure that was the actual phrase he used and it was like all right so let's talk about this and donnie is awesome at figuring out when he meets with people how he can help and what he can do that is going to help them raise their game and and generate revenue or get better at what they do or something that's going to be of value to them 
you know, for some of our, our people, it's, you know, they want to do the podcast. So we put them in the podcast course. Some people, it is trying to figure out the scaling thing. So we get them in the mastermind, but there's all these different things that are out there that doesn't necessarily include you spending money out of hand or spending a ton of time with those people that's going to provide them value. Yeah, so if I, I, you're, I, if you're a business owner that's trying to figure out how to do it, you got to look at it. What can I offer? You know, what, what strengths do I have that I can leverage for this person to get them to want to help me? Yeah. And, and I think all along the way is, I think a lot of people are selfish in nature and don't intend to be. They're always looking at it is, you know, how can I get this person to help me? Versus flipping that script going, okay, how can I get this person what they need so they can go bigger, they can go more badass, they can do some more cool things. And if you focus on specifically how you can help somebody else rock out, then they're more apt to really want to go, dude, let me return the favor. But everybody always flips the script and they almost like it's got their hand out and they're like, man, I know I got a good message. I know I got a good story. I know if I can just get this to the world and then everything becomes transactional. And the script has actually got to be flipped. You got to go into those conversations going, dude, what do you need? Who do you need to get to? How can I help you get there? And then go out of your way to make sure they get where they want to go. Uh, I think most people want bet and want to come along for the ride because that's the way we always come from. You know, that's the way we always approach it is it's never what can I get out of it? It's a hundred percent. What do you need and how do we get you there? And, you know, for anybody who's just starting out, I, I would tell you probably one of the coolest things that we did was start a Facebook group. And most of the people we end up working with come out of that Facebook group. And it's, it's amazing that when you can create a community and people can be honest and almost become family, then they're more apt to raise their hand. And I've had people come up to me and go, dude, I've been watching your whatever. I think I can make that better for you. Would you let me give it a go? Can I try? Sure. Let's figure it out. But it's because we're constantly trying to bring them so much value on a regular basis. Um, yeah, I think in, in one of the groups, and this is an example, we had a, a young kid from the UK who was setting up, starting a business to uh, do guest placement on podcasts. And he literally came to Donnie. It's like, hey, I have these guests for you. He's like, he, he reached out and he's like, dude, I love your show. I love your style. I want to build this business where I get these big names on shows. Can I bring a couple of people to your show? I'm like, who? And he goes, well, Neil Patel, Shailene Johnson, Mike Michalowicz. Nice. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Let um, me I had a, three of the biggest names. Yeah. In, yeah. In and then right like Sharon Folk came to me one day through LinkedIn. She sends me a DM. She goes like, I've been following your podcast for a little while. She goes, I love what you do. And I think your message needs to get more out to the world. I have two big ass and they were very large shows one of them was glenn lundy's um shows that want to interview you can i make that introduction for you to be a guest on their podcast she came with the heat first and so of course i went and guested and then i turned around and hired her ass to get me on more shows huh. you know so if, if people will turn off the what's in it for me thing and flip the script and go what can i do for you 
amazing shit happens. And I think that's one of the huge driving points right now behind the success we're having with the success champion networking Mm -hmm. chapters is that, you know, all the, a lot of the other organizations out there talk about the whole idea of, you know, give to get, and they, they bastardized that whole idea of the giving and turned it around. It's like, well, if I give you referrals, I need to get referrals. That's how this works. No, you do the giving because it's the right thing to do. And that's how you build relationships with people. And that's really resonating with our members at this whole idea. It's like, we're all here to help. It's, you know, we're here to help everyone in the group grow. And as our new members come in, that's their responsibility too, is to help their members grow as well. It's not just about how do we, how do I grow my business as a member? How do I help all of you be successful? I think another thing that Donnie, Donnie alluded to um, earlier was when we spoke on on my podcast, right, Donnie, I think one thing that you told me that was very true is you show people inside your day to day, like, you know, oh, you have yeah. goats in the morning. Yeah. And you're, yep. you're, you're out there like milking cows and stuff like that. So when you you're telling me that people love what you do, right, as an entrepreneur in this style of business, a lot of times people may not know what you do. So when was that conversion point? So when people say, hey, I love what you do, I know what you do, I want to help you. You know, I, I think a lot of times if you follow our content, the way I put things out there on a regular basis, we've gotten really good at nonchalantly whispering out what we do. I mean, a prime example is Kevin quickly right there. You know, he inserted, hey, this is what we do with Success Champions Networking. Okay. You know, we make sure that when new members show up that, you know, we're taking care of them They're you know, we get them what they need. They find success. That was a, a five second statement that he said in there. We do that all the time. We just insert goats. We insert, you know, our lifestyles and the things that we do. And when you do it from a real place of a couple of dudes in t-shirts and ball caps one who cusses way too much and one who likes Star Wars, you know, then you are not a threat and people learn. And, you know, in social media world, man, it's never about the people who comment on your stuff. It's always about the people who are watching how you respond. You know, and and I just proved this time and time again on LinkedIn is probably the best platform to see it. Is people are like, man, I'm just not getting any engagement on there, anything else. And then all of a sudden, they're like, dude, I just had somebody reach out and now I have a prospect call. And the people that are commenting and interacting with stuff, they have time to comment and interact with stuff. So your job is to answer those questions, get them every piece of information they need, help them the fuck out coach them through whatever they need because the people that can really afford to pay you, they're the ones sitting in the wings going, man, if he's doing that shit for free, the fuck do I get if I start paying his ass for something? Definitely interesting. So let's just talk about like, you said you met Kevin through a Facebook group, right? Like how did that come to fruition? So we're both veterans. He's still in the military. I'm, out um and there was a veterans group and kevin's really fucking good at lurking in all these 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 facebook groups i mean he's got it down to a fucking art 
Um, he's like the creepy guy. You don't want to. No, I'm kidding. He's not that bad. But Kevin's really good at going in and commenting in a very unique way. And I'll let you speak to that. But um, and making sure it's not a sales maneuver, but providing value. And he does it in a way that the value is, I know what I'm talking about, but my ego's not in the way. So you want to strike up a further conversation with the guy and he keeps showing up. It's pretty fucking brilliant. But I'll let you explain it better than I did, Kevin. I don't know. I think that's actually a pretty good description. It's, you know, the the lurking part. No, the part after that. But but the lurking part is is part of it. When you enter a new Facebook group, you know, what people do wrong is they jump in right away. And they have not figured out the culture of the group and what, you know, who the players are and who the you know who you need to be active with. So that's usually what I'll do when I join a new group, because I'm always looking for new groups on Facebook to hang out in that may have my prospects in them that I can start working with, you know, I'll hang out and I'll watch the comments. I'll figure out who are the, the movers and shakers in the group who are the other experts who does what, you know, what the personality is. And then I'll start out making just, you know, some will say something profound in a comment section on a post and I'll start off with just, Hey, I completely agree that that's, that's awesome. And do them alike and be really simple with it. So now people are starting to see me and then I'll position move from there to when someone asks, makes a comment, then I'll ask questions and I'll dive deeper into that topic and make them share more, talk more about it and start having that discussion. And then I'll move into actually being able to make the comments and give my opinion because now people have seen me that, all right, so he's polite. He's not a troll. He's, you know, he's adding relative information to the comment. Now he's giving his opinion and he, he probably knows what he's talking about. And you'll ne- you rarely, I'm not going to say never because I will do it occasionally, but I rarely am I going to say, Hey, can I shoot you a DM or Hey, DM me about this, you know, with certain topics it's like, dude, hit me up. Let's talk more. And then, then we'll have a more in-depth conversation. But most of the times I want to have the conversations in the room. So people are seeing it and all those other people who are too busy to actually make the comments are doing exactly what Donnie said. And they're like, this guy knows his shit. I need to talk to him. And then they reach out to me and I magically have this message request in Facebook saying, Hey, can we set up a time to talk? I need help with this. And it's really cool. Is how, I how long does it take? How long does it take you to get to, to the point to where you're not you raising your hand and you're liking, and then you go from liking to commenting? Like, how long it, does that usually take? So Donnie's going to shake his head because I have a process for this. And when I'm when I find a new group that I like, um, I will go through that process in about two weeks. But you have to be diligent about it and understand who that group is, and you have to be going to that group every day and being active in it. And if there's not a ton of activity in the group, then you have to figure out, all right, so how do I drive some activity to get these people talking? You know, what kind of questions can I post as a new guy that's going to drive the right engagement? But you can totally do it in, you know, two, two to three weeks if you're intentional about it. If you're just showing up occasionally, it's like, oh, let's check out this group and I'm going to do something. It's going to take longer. It's, it's kind of like going if you join a chamber and you never go to any of the events you're never going to build the relationships. 
if you go to the chamber and you join and you're like, oh, they have all this stuff going on and I'm going to start showing up at all of it, you're going to accelerate that relationship building process. Facebook works the same way. That's definitely an um, interesting philosophy. So, I mean, how did you even get into this whole automation thing? Like, it seems like it's ingrained in your DNA. Um, I am a high C, so the process he's, he's a thing is, is totally there. Um, but, no, I it, it was kind of a consistent evolution of my business. Mm-hmm. When I launched my company, it was actually to do training and, uh, for sales and networking. So I'd go into companies, speak at events, train people how to be really good networkers, uh, how to sell better, all that type of stuff. I deployed then to Iraq and Kuwait, and I came back and had no clients. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now what do I do? And I then completely pivoted my company from me being the product to a consulting basis with the goal that I could actually grow into a real business with employees that could handle me potentially being deployed again. Uh, And my focus was sales development. So it was all, how does a company launch a sales team? Or if they've already launched one, they're underperforming, how do they fix it? So I did sales launches and sales rehabs. And over time, over about five to six years, I just kept niching down on what I did because I found parts of the process that I didn't like or that were choke uh, choke points. And I could only have a certain number of clients, like the interviewing piece for businesses, for salespeople. I could only have a client at a time. I'm like, this isn't scalable. I can't do that. We're going to leave that for other people. And then I had the realization that I was a dumbass for not promoting the specific automation products that we talked about. You know, we talk about CRMs, we talk about email automation, all these different things, but I'd bring someone in because I wanted to be the good consultant that was helping them make the choice right for them and, you know, going through that process instead of just saying, hey, this is what you need to do. You need this system because it does this stuff and letting them say, yeah, you're the consultant, you know, all right, so let's do it. And that's when I started really niching down into the sales process uh, mapping and the automation piece. So to the point where that is all I do now, I don't do any, uh, you know, how do you set up a sales training program? How do you hire? You know, I don't do any of that anymore. It's all just how do you sell more effectively and how do you use technology so that you can do that? Yeah, I'm just I'm just listening to I mean, like you guys are like the, the perfect yin and yang to each other to and of like you guys kind of like had a magnetic polar opposite attraction to make this entire thing work. So let's just talk about like, I mean, how big is your network with the automations in place? I mean, obviously you were at one point you were growing, but infinitely, where are you right now? Define your question. What do you mean? So, I mean, how large is your your audience right now? Um, well, for growth mode, you know, it's just launching. So we're, we're getting that one off the ground. But if you talk about all five companies we now run, uh, it's pretty fucking big. I mean, we're, you know, success champions by itself plays in like 131 countries. Um, and we're over 20,000 downloads an episode on that show. Um, tailor that into, um, 
you know, if you take all of my Facebook pages and everything else, and I'm guessing at some of these numbers, but I've got, you know, Facebook pages with over 11,000 fans and followers on those, you know, combine that with my profiles, Kevin's profiles, which I'm kicking him in the ass every day to get out there on a more regular basis and putting his fucking brand out there. <laughs> Motherfucker likes to sit behind the damn computer. And I'm like, you got to become, get your personal brand going, but uh, he's getting a lot better at it. He really is. Um, wouldn't put me on the cover art. No, I because and I told him he's not going on a podcast cover art because he's in a fucking suit. Motherfucker never wears a suit. I'm like, why the hell? Go get better headshots. Still not going to put it on a cover shot cover because I got an ego. But um, you know, so it's it's large, um, but it's all relative. You know, if you stack me up against a Gary V, I'm a fucking flies on a Nats ass. You know, um, if if you know, it's tiny, you know, but you know, you put me up against uh, most of the podcast in the world. Yeah. I'm a huge show. Um, but it's all relative to, to the whole thing as, as, as a flow. I mean, I, I, I really, I think outside of launching this podcast, the, the thing we're proud of the most is the networking groups. I mean, we launched those in March of 20 and we just hit our one year anniversary and, in one year, we grew to 30 states and 35 chapters. I mean, that's some pretty rapid growth of bringing a bunch of badasses together across, you know, the U.S. And, you know, if everything works out right, we're getting ready to open it up in Playa del Carmen. I had to look at my notes, the name of the actual city in Mexico. Um, so we're going into Mexico next. Um, you know, so so large but small. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're looking comparable to like household names, you know, it's, it's always funny because you always yeah, you can be sitting next to a billionaire. Gotcha. Right. right. Yeah, you, you can be sitting right. next to a billionaire and not even know it. So, I mean, you kind of fall under the radar in that, in that classification. But I mean, you could be highly wealthy and, and don't have to be a household name. So, and, yeah, for sure. And I think there's some benefit to to that to having Donnie at that position of uh, of fame. Because when you are the Grant Cardones, the Gary V's, Ryan Stuman, all those huge names in the sales and business development world, you get, you you know, you go in their groups and it's filled with trolls and asses. And there's, and the culture that we're building is not that. Mm -hmm. And you get, you know, the people that find us and stick with us, even because Donnie's not the, the big name do it because they actually love the message and what Donnie is saying is resonating. And I think that is, that's the cool part because people that stick around want to be there, not because it's Donnie, but because it's cool and the message is awesome. And then they, then they say, because, well, it's Donnie, I have to stay. I'm not, I'm not leaving Donnie. And it has that type of relationship with the followers well and i know i come with a warning label most times i mean if i go anywhere people are like hey before donnie gets here let me tell you something you know and i'm good with that you know because if they can get past the first level of how i come across usually they're going to walk away learning something that's not always the case right but um, and that's fun for me. I like the shock and all side of things because this is just how I am everywhere I go. And, um, it's funny. There is a gal that is in her eighties that's in my Facebook group 
that comments, likes, shares everything I do and will send me a message every once in a while. I wish you wouldn't cuss so much, but I love everything you talk about. You know, so it's funny to hit that extremes and having young kids, our, our demographic definitely skews older, but, um, you know, having young people come up to me every once in a while, you know, and we're like, man, good stuff. To go into an event, and it was uh, last year around Christmas time, I went to a bourbon event where, you know, you had to have a $100 bourbon, you know, to get in the door, and I walked up to this gentleman to introduce myself. He goes, I know who the fuck you are. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he goes, Every time I turn on the social media, all I see is your face. I'm like, well, quit liking and commenting on my shit, and you'll never see my face. <laughs> oh, he laughed. He was a good dude. We had a great conversation, you know. Um, so, so it goes back to. I mean, we we've really found a pretty cool dynamic. Nice, nice. So to mix it up a little bit, I mean, just just looking at like technology, uh, kind of where things are, and obviously every single day this thing changes and it grows and expands. Oh, yes. What's your what's your guys' thoughts on like the Alexa and the Siri and like just the voice audible side of things? Where do you see that thing going? Well, yeah, I'm fascinated right now with what audio is doing. I think Clubhouse is in trouble um, because everybody went to Clubhouse because they were home. Now everybody's fixing to go back to work, and I'm not sure they innovated fast enough to keep all the predators at bay. You know, Slack's fixing to roll out an audio. LinkedIn's rolling out an audio. Um, you know, Facebook for sure is rolling out an audio. So I, I see something like Clubhouse is going to become more of a cult underground, mm. you know, and, and they're going to have your diehard Clubhouse people. But I'm I'm fascinated with what audio is going to do in the marketplace. Um, I mean, with Google even going into the audio game and making audio searchable, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty fascinated. So now you can go and when you type something up, it's going to get to the point where it pulls up podcast episodes that talk about that particular topic nice. um, because they're searching in the audio side of things. Well, so I think there's a huge play. I don't think we've scratched the surface of it enough to know what that play is going to fully look like and integrate. Um, I tell you what I'm more fascinated about right now is fucking NFTs and what those are doing in the marketplace. And I keep telling everybody who listen, I'm just looking for somebody that can teach me how to turn the memberships for success champions networking into an NFT token that people get when they sign up that increases in value as we can grow as a company. <laughs> that if they decide to leave Success Champions Networking, they can keep sell the token it. or they can sell the damn thing, right? Um, or we get the option to buy them back, you know? Um, so I'm fascinated with that kind of technology right now and to see how that's going to hit the marketplace because I think it's pretty pretty crazy. But hmm. Kevin, audio? Uh, I'm just kind of getting into the audio thing. Um I had a company I worked with that tried to do use Voxer for communication at one point, And it, I, I lasted like two days. I'm like, this is dumb. You leave me a message. I still have to write it down. Email me or, you know, message me or do something with it. Cause then I have a record of it. I don't have to keep listening to it over and over. Um, so I haven't, you know, I've been on some of the, uh, um, uh, clubhouse rooms and, and interacted and so, you know, and it's cool. If you get the right room, you can have some really good conversations. Uh, we were in 
Donnie was in the room. I was listening over Zoom the other day. <laughs> and and we were like, all right, so this is just a room of people who like to hear themselves talk. And it was literally people saying, you know, one of them that we were listening to, he was using buzz phrases and buzz terms and not actually saying anything. Oh, come on. Thinking, he was such a greaseball sales guy. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> I know he thought he was being really profound, but he wasn't. And I'm like, this is like making me dumber listening to it. <laughs> so, so I don't know what I think about that. You know, my, my big focus is because I do a ton of the automation stuff is all the changes with the cookies and all the tracking stuff and how Apple and Facebook are changing you know, that piece and how pixels are changing because that's a huge part for the automation for how we segment and send the right content to the right people. You know, you know, Donnie doesn't want content on the new England Patriots. You know, how do I know that if I'm not having that cool marketing data coming in from somewhere? So you know, that's what I'm paying attention to right now is like, you know, what's going to be the next thing? How is Google, if Google gets rid of cookies, what are they replacing it with? Because they're not getting rid of that whole data play. You know, they're not because that's revenue for them. Uh, and it's benefit for their advertisers that, hey, here is how we know the right people are seeing your ads. So that's my big focus right now is how is this all shifting? And, you know, what's going to be the next thing and how do we stay ahead of it? So we're able to, when we're at that point where we want to start doing that type of promotion, we're doing the right stuff. And we're, we're uh, set up and have the foundation laid to start taking advantage of it. Yeah, so let's take a bit of what both of you said, right? So on Donnie's side, you're talking about being able to search through Google, right? And on Kevin's side, you're talking about like the APIs and integrations. And so it kind of brings back to, let's say we had an opportunity to talk to a device, much like a Google device or an Amazon device and say, hey, I'm searching for this particular content. And to your point, it's going to then search a podcast is going to find that podcast and then it's going to give me that information and then it goes back to your API. Then can I say, Hey, I want that information. Could you hold it and save it here for me for later? Like that's the type of things that I'm thinking, like, is that coming? And if it is like, how can we use it? Yeah, I, I think that's coming, but I also think that, you know how like when you do a Google search right now and it pulls up the YouTube videos and it says, watch at minute 321 for your answer yep. and it gives you that segment. I think you're going to get that way with audio as well. So I think some AI tech is is on the way to where they're going to be able to decipher that stuff because as the world continues to be a condensed information intake, you know, Joe Rogan's a rarity. You know, Jocko's a rarity. I mean, nobody wants to sit and listen to a four-hour fucking podcast. You know, so so when people are reducing down to the TikTok world of 60 seconds and 15 seconds, you know, I think you're going to find that they're going to find those snippets of things like that as well. Um, I'm wondering if there isn't going to be, you know, a audio clip that as I'm walking down the street, it's, hey, you know, send Kevin a message to do this. It puts it on our both our calendars, finds a time on our calendars for us, schedules all that up. Uh, invites the other people that need to be a part of that because it's plugged into some sort of system. And I'm wondering how far AI is going to go to bring all the teams and everything together and how that plays out. But I'll also tell you, I'm scared to fucking death of AI um, because I've seen total recall. 
um, <laughs> all these other freaking shows. And I do believe at some point AI is going to be the death of us. Um, but, you know, uh, pretty wild. Yeah, I think I think definitely. I mean, it's at the point now, like, you know, if you're watching Hulu, if you're even watching like Amazon Prime, they're at the point now to where the commercials are based upon your search results. And then they're also interactive commercials that says, hey, do you want us to send the results or the link for this commercial to which device? Like my son is device, my daughter's device. And I'm yeah. like, how the hell are they? You know, and I'm looking at four different devices I can select from while I'm watching TV. And that's this thing, to your point, AI is going to take over everything soon enough. Well, I watched this video of this gal. She teaches, you know, Facebook and TikTok and everything in one of the universities. Mm -hmm. And what she showed is like going through a Walmart. Walmart has listening devices so that if you're on your phone, the ads will change by where you're at in the fucking store. Hmm. Um, you know, and so, and we all know Google's listening to us at all points. You know, I, I had a guy jump on a Zoom call the other day and he wouldn't turn on his camera. I'm like, well, dude, we're having a business conversation. Let me just be honest with you. If you and I can't have a face to face, I promise you we will never have to do business together. I'm not doing business with somebody I can't look in the eyes. And he turned on his when he, first before he turned on his camera. He was like, look, you've seen the facial recognition software. I don't want my face put on something else. I'm like, dude, if you've walked in any store in America, your face is already captured. Get over it. Yep. Um, but, you know, uh, you can be sitting just having a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you pick up your phone, the ads are already changed because Google's already capturing all that information. Well, and that's the whole geo-targeting thing. When I was getting started with the automation stuff, I had a couple of referral partners that that's all they did was work with restaurants on geo-targeting. So when someone's walking down the sidewalk by their restaurant, they have to go on their phone. The ads that get served up are for that restaurant or other restaurants right in that area. So, you know, that's already out there. So the, the fact that they're doing it in stores is just, you know, the, G, the uh, GPS has just gotten better. Yeah, I had a buddy that ran a software company and they always, for conferences and conventions, they supplied the Wi-Fi. And the reason they supplied the Wi-Fi, as soon as you logged into that, you now could push to every device that was connected to that Wi-Fi. And now they were advertising to all the people on their phones because if you get to people's phones, you win. Hmm. That's why texting technologies continues to advance because, you know, every one of us has a dump email. Right. You know, the, the email you signed up to send all, I mean, I just got a notice from Gmail that my Gmail's full. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> so I've got to go back to like 2005 or some shit and start deleting emails. Um, but so we got those dump emails. So everybody knows that. So that's why texting technologies is continue to ramp up because, you know, you can reply stop to a text, but you're still going to see that text before you delete the damn thing. Where the emails, you can just let them go through and sit there all day long and see how if you can totally get to 47,000 unread messages, which was probably what my Gmail was at, um, you know, before I cleaned it up. So uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely some interesting stuff. So let's just swing back to a little bit, talk about some like some growth stuff. So. In, in your network, right, you were saying like essentially you have five to six different business opportunities and all these business opportunities are all stemming from podcasting, growth, business development. So, I mean, like, how did you stage that and, and how did you understand when it was a good time for you to jump into another 
piece of the pie. <laughs> good time. I can't tell you when it ever was a good time. Uh, it was let's pull this shit out of our ass and and that's launch. I know how the summit happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's very true. We used to do. Uh, Donnie would do uh, uh, a Friday night live Facebook. Um, you know, he'd be drinking cocktails. It'd be like four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Everyone's chilling out. And we we're everyone was talking about this sales conference that was going to be going on in Houston or or someone San Antonio San Antonio and someone was like we should just get a bunch of champions together and head down there and you know do some in person hanging out and doing some stuff and they're like oh yeah that's a cool idea and then someone just out of the blue said we should have our own hmm. and 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 that's all it took literally like. A week later, Donnie and I started planning the first summit, and I wanted to call it DonnieCon. Yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> they, they they wanted to really originally call it DonnieCon. Vetoed that shit. I'm not Pat Flynn. Damn it. Um, I still have folders in Google and places that say oh, DonnieCon. <laughs> you talk about NFTs. You could probably sell like the imaging of that with that tagline on there, which is you and some right. <laughs> for sure that's that's an nft coming to the marketplace somewhere near you soon um but uh yeah, and that was real and so we went from a friday night live to hey you know let's do something in person which led to holy shit i just rented out a convention center um no, you know, yeah <laughs> And put everything together. And, and that was a massive learning experience. We'd never done anything like that. Um, and so Kevin had to learn some new automation stuff. I had to learn some new marketing. And fuck, then I had to pay for it all. <laughs> you know, so there was a lot of moving parts. And, you know, like the magazine, it came about because people kept asking for more and more content. And I, I don't even know who suggested that we do a magazine. And I told him, I immediately vetoed the idea. I'm like, no, we're not doing, nobody reads a print magazine. They're like, no, 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 do an online one. I went, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Um, so we looked into it and now we're, I don't know, a year and a half into a magazine with a bunch of, you know, readers. Um, March and, of 2020, the, uh, uh, COVID lockdowns, it just literally got started. And 4.14 in the morning, Donnie messages me on Facebook and says, hey, what do you think about us starting virtual networking groups? Huh. And uh, I didn't answer him because it's 4.14 in the morning and normal people are sleeping. And so at 6.30, he'd message me. He gets like, so you didn't reply. Does that mean my idea sucks? <laughs> <laughs> and a week later, we had our first chapters. Yeah, so seven days later. We, we are all, you know, Donnie's uh, mantra for the, the brand and the organization is let's break something. So we aren't afraid and we're really building that culture and people that come into our team. It's like, let's go do something. Let's try and go really big and see what we can screw up because now we're going to learn how to do it better the second time. And not every idea that we've done has worked. I mean, we did yep. a 30 day sales challenge that I think I made nine days into. <laughs> yeah, and 12 days and he's like, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, this is dumb. It's not working. People aren't, I'm out. <laughs> you know, um, once upon a time, I recorded an entire training course, you know, with videos, workshops and everything else. And nobody did it. Nobody followed through with it. So we had to change that over to, to something completely else. So. Um, 
Now it's kind of a balance of, okay, do we press go or do we get past? Because, you know, um, one of the companies is we do a lot of podcast consulting. We're teaching people how to, you know, launch a show and that's running and we've got the workshops and everything going. But while we were putting that together, I had a lot of people with podcasts coming to me. They're like, dude, can you teach me how to grow my show out? I'm like, all right, well, let's figure that out. And so I told Kevin, one of the next projects is we're going to, you know, do a, you know, four week workshop where we're teaching podcasters how to grow their show. And he's like, when are we launching that? I'm like, after we get done with growth mode, <laughs> neither one of us had the bandwidth to add anything else on the table right now. So, but now growth mode's launched and I'm already working on those workshops and, and getting that up and grinding. Yeah. We used to, at the beginning, we are flash to bang was really short. And we have a really good idea. We put together the basic things we needed for it to be viable and we'd throw it out so we could test it. And that's really what a lot of the stuff was, was let's see if this works. And, and then if it does, all right, now how do we expand it? How do we make it better? So while we have really had really cool ideas, we didn't always go out to the full, let's have this fully developed with like videos and custom graphic design and all this stuff. It's like, what do we need? to actually have a viable course that we can test that people will spend a hundred bucks on and we can see how the re reaction is and then go from there. And, you know, that's what we did with the podcast course that we're now getting ready to start our, you know, our third iteration of is we did a basic one. It was like 200 bucks or 300 bucks to get in. And it was Donnie on, on Facebook in a private group and doing some training and, you know, a website. That's basically how we launched the course. And then after that came back and said, all right, so we need to change some stuff. We, we made it longer. We adjusted what we were talking about, changed the order up, uh, fixed the, made the website a little cooler, added in some emails, but it's still really basic. And it's doing what, you know, we don't need the big flashy stuff. We need stuff that works. And that is advantageous for the members. You know, you look at some of the courses that are out there from different people and it's all flash. It's like, ooh, cool graphics and cool videos. And I'm like, you spent $100,000 designing this. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not who we are. We want stuff that's effective, that, is, that can actually be used by people who, who were like us a year or two ago trying to figure out how to grow our business. So, I mean, I think you guys are bringing us some, some serious, serious questions, right? Like, like and, and obviously you're doing it now. So... If we're going into this space, right, you're talking essentially what you guys are defining as profit first. But a lot of times we hear give away, give away, give away first. So like, where's the equilibrium in that? Like, how does someone, you know, prime example, like with a podcast, you can kind of give away content all day. Afterwards, you can kind of set up and have these Facebook groups and you can kind of go in the community and talk. But when do you start capitalizing and monetizing? I think if you have to ask when you capitalize and monetizing, you're in a bad spot out the gate. I think it's more important to know exactly what you're creating and why you're creating it. Um, I, and I'm okay to create to make money. Um, but I, I think for us, it's always been built on a premise of how do we teach others to do what we, what we didn't know as we were going mm -hmm. through it. So, and I, I think for most people, I think it's a, unfortunate school of trial and error, you know, is we've put a lot of things out there. We're like, Oh, this is going to hit, you know, people are going to, you know, jump all over this and fucking crickets, you know? So I don't think there's a magic 
bullet that says, hey, when you get to here, monetize. Mm -hmm. I think you create, you listen a fuck ton, and you start trying different things. I mean, like to Kevin's point on, on courses, we learn to never build it, then sell it. We learn the opposite of that. You sell it, then you build it. And that way you're building it on the fly as you go. Doesn't mean you don't have steps and everything in between, um, you know, to make sure you stay on the right course. But if you build it and then try and, and sell it, you're most likely have just built the wrong fucking thing. So flip that to what can I sell? And then let's go put it together. And that's how we've pretty much built everything that we have, you know, to, to the test of Kevin's ability sometimes. And my um, sanity. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it, it, it always starts off, hey, what do you think about X? And, <laughs> you know, that's where we go. So I think for most people is, is get out of the create side of things and get out front and get into real conversations. You know, if you're a coach, consultant, something like that, fucking put together five or six people, charge them a nominal fee, right? A low dollar, two, three hundred dollar, you know, fee. Get people in, learn what they want, what they're into, and then once you got that, turn them into your champions to go around and sell other people to get into it. You know, and then continue to build off of that. And if that works, go bigger with it. If it doesn't work, pivot. I think it's interesting that you brought that up because I mean I think Clubhouse is not designed for that, but I think if Clubhouse was used for that, it would probably be way more effective content being created post Clubhouse. Yes, agreed, agreed. Hmm. You know, Clubhouse has been a good networking tool to get to people that you wouldn't otherwise get to. Um, you know, you're you're getting the chance. I mean, I got, I was, I don't know if it was Gary V's first day, but I was scrolling through the the you know, the different rooms and all of a sudden you know, it pops up and it says Gary V's in this room. And I clicked on that room and I was like the fourth person in there and I just raised my hand, you know, nice. uh, you know, and, you know, got up there and I don't know what question I asked him right now, but I'm like, if Gary V's on stage, I want my brand up there, you know, just loud and front and center mm -hmm. as well. And he was, he came in, he answered a couple of questions um, and he goes, all right, this was the test. And he just left, right. Closed the room. And then you saw the next day he was starting to do more things on Clubhouse. So I don't know if that was actually his first time on Clubhouse or not, but it's kind of cool to, to see that happen. And, you know, I'm not paying to go to a Gary Vee conference. You know, no need, no desire. It's not my freaking audience to be targeting, you know, but Clubhouse gave me an opportunity to be in the same room with him. And you can go listen to some cool people. Yeah. yeah my problem with clubhouse now is my ego is big enough that if I can't get on stage, I'm not staying in the fucking room. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 that's legit. I mean, you got to think bigger and bigger and then you have to stretch your vision constantly. I think a lot of people, they fall short on that and they'll sit in the room and just wait and wait instead of just saying the hell with it. Let me move on to something else. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hmm. Absolutely. That's crazy. So yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, it, it, it all comes down to, man, I don't believe in goal setting, but I do believe you got to have a vision crazy enough to scares the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. And the vision's right when other people want to help you build it. 
And I think that sums up what we've done with success champions is people keep popping up that want to help us go bigger with it. And I think we continue to create the environment that allows people to test their skills and, and step outside of their own personal comfort zones and go bigger than they thought they could. Because I tell you, anybody sticks around me long, they won't stay small for long Hmm. or they'll get pushed too damn hard and they'll get out. But you know, life's too short to play such a small game. So, so um, it's a lot of fun to to bring a lot of people along for the ride. Yeah, I think it's, it's a it's a it's a cool thing that you have set up the situation that you have at hand, right? I mean, obviously, you have a situation to where you're not only motivating, you're pushing, and you're inspiring people, but you're holding them accountable. And by holding them accountable, by default, they want to help you grow. For sure, for sure. <laughs> like that that's that's like the secret formula that you have and i guess for anybody else listening like they're trying to figure out okay well how and it's like that's always the question that you're always going to be like knocked down with was the how and for you i would you know if i could answer for you i would just say just fucking get out there and do it yep yeah it's totally it's action and, and the thing that's popping into my head and donnie does this all the time someone will talk to him's like i really want to launch a blog or i want to do this thing and he's like okay and he goes into our, our big Facebook group and says, so-and-so is going has set a, you know, set the goal to launch their blog uh, by this day or, you know, whatever they want to do. Um, if she does it, she gets to be on the podcast as a guest. If she doesn't, then she has to do this thing. And he literally calls people out in front of the big group and holds them accountable. And it's a supportive way. We're all like, sweet, go get it. Um, but now they're like, oh, crap. So it's forcing action and getting people past that, you know, how do I do it analysis thing and and just getting the fuck out there and doing it. And that's really what a lot of what we do with our members is, is just getting them out of their own way so they can do things. Yeah, I think we're forcing action and getting them out of motion. So do you think there's any wrong formula per se? Because I mean, obviously anybody can apply action and and obviously you kind of keep wanting to work something, but is there ever going to be a wrong hole that they could be digging into? Oh, for sure. But the great thing about being in a wrong hole, turn the fuck around, dig to the left, you know, go a different direction. You know, um, unfortunately in business, I think there's a lot of gut calls, you know, and I think, um, oftentimes because too many people think too much that they'll dig themselves so far into the hole that there's no way out of it. You know, um, I, I love busting the chops out of my tinkers and thinkers. I'm like, quit thinking, turn off the fucking thinker and move. Um, because in, in most cases, cases, action will fix a lot of damn things. You know, people want to sit back in create mode um, and, and Kevin will attest. I'll go from idea to we're launching in a very short amount of time, you know, because I know if we don't start breaking things, we're going to get into analysis paralysis and everything else is going to pop into play. So I think, you know, you always have to keep your vision of where you're going. What are you creating? How are you building it? I think you've always got to keep that out there and know what that destination is. And then you start building towards it. And I think because of Donnie and my background with the military, we were in situations where all of our missions were time-based. You will accomplish something by this time. 
you know, you will. You With will no ask, questions asked. <laughs> yeah. You will, you will take this town no later than this date, or you will SP on this time. And there, there wasn't wiggle room with that so you know as a i'm an officer so we i have all my training is on planning and how to plan operations and do that type of thing and we're taught that an 80 percent solution right now is better than 100 percent solution too late hmm. so that ability to just take action and make a decision and move forward and then understand that hey your plan is probably not going to survive first contact with the enemy and you are going to have to adjust and that is really hard for a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs who've never been forced to be in that situation to handle. And it's like, well, I want to make the right choice. No, make a choice. Just, I don't care what it is. Just make a decision and let's go with it and figure out. And then we'll adjust fire once we start. Uh, and that's uncomfortable for people. Hmm. So I think you, you too, I mean, you guys are just dropping nuggets left and right. So in your point that you just brought up, Donnie, was people get caught up in creating, but then you're saying take action. So someone may perceive taking action as creation, right? So like, like how do you, how do you define those two different things? Since they're, really they're simple. Like, yeah, no, no, it's really, really, really simple. Mm. If it makes me revenue, it's action. Mm. If it doesn't make me revenue, it's motion. And I think most people, and there's nothing wrong with doing non-revenue generating activities. Um, but do those non-revenue generating activities during non-revenue generating hours. Hmm. So for, like right now, Kevin and I are out front. We're on a podcast like this, having great conversations. You know, we've been doing this shit all day, being interviewed on different shows all day and having a conversation. We're going to promote the show out. Right. I guarantee you when we both log off of these shows, oh. now we go do motion. Now we go do the creative stuff. Right. Now we go and we work on the business. Um, I'll just drink more than he does. Um, and, you know, I, I think people get it turned around and they are doing the activities that they mistakenly think is action. Oh. And it's just motion. And yep. they keep doing it because it makes them feel good. Oh, if I create this meme, if I create this social graphic, if I do this, I did something today. And then most people get to the end of their day. They turn around and like, fuck, I didn't do anything. I spent four hours trying to make a social graphic. When, I, go ahead. When I started time on target, like the second time when I did the big pivot after my deployment, you know, I spent a ton of time in motion. I, and I thought I was being, you know, doing really good things. I, you know, I was creating, had this vision of what I wanted to build for a company. So I'm like, I, I created a culture deck and my immutable laws and who the company was going to be and marketing stuff. And all these things are really cool, but none of them drove revenue into the business. None of them were actually getting prospects into my pipeline and they were, they were all cool and I've used them over time and I'm glad I spent time on them now. But when basically I had a brand new business and I wasn't doing the stuff that I needed to do to make the business succeed. Fortunately, I had just come off of deployment. So I, you know, you don't spend anything when you're on deployment. So I, I had money to live on. But if I was a brand new business that was depending on revenue, mm -hmm. there was no way I would have survived because I did not have revenue coming in when I was doing all that, you know, stuff I thought I needed to have to be a real business. 
definitely interesting. So I kind of that leads me into kind of like what's what's this new podcast? Because obviously you guys have had podcasts, you've built businesses, you, you know, you have magazines, you have all these different tentacles. Why a new podcast and what is that new podcast about? So we launched growth mode to specifically put out content for people to scale and grow their business. Um, and we're doing it from a unique standpoint because um, Kevin being more introverted, me being more extroverted, we both have dynamic sales backgrounds. That's where we come from. Um, Kevin very much in the tech game, me out front doing uh, all the other stuff. So the idea behind the show is teaching people how to get scale and grow their business. Why him and I debate different styles of, of how to do that. Um, and then I, I spend a lot of the time making fun of him. So, um, which is... Does- Uh, a lot of fun, you know, along the way, but it's geared towards that small business owner that is on the grow, right? They're getting ready to start hiring employees. They're starting to start, you know, trying to figure out how to scale. They're to the point of moving beyond I'm built a job for myself and they're ready to start building a company and start changing that thinking and that thought process so they can go a lot bigger. Um, but you know, our stuff's not for the faint of heart. You know, I think the biggest feedback we keep getting is they love my style and Kevin's put together. Cause I'm usually blunt, direct in your face in a nice manner. Um, and Kevin's so matter of fact, all the way through it. So you're getting some wisdom and knowledge pushed very quick and very hard, um, at you. One of the big things we're trying to accomplish with the show is one, we want it to be entertaining for everyone that's listening and educational at the same time. We're definitely going for the edu- edutainment thing. But we want each show to provide our listeners with one key tactic, one thing they can actually leave the show and start doing right that day. You know, a lot of times you listen to the, you know, you go on the, oh, check out this webinar and you'll learn how to do this. Well, yeah, I'm going to learn how to do it. But now it's going to take me two months to build the freaking thing before I can even start using it. So all of our episodes, people are going to leave every episode with, I can go do that right now. Hmm. I can add that into my business development or my manage, business management or whatever the topic is. And I can start doing that and impact my business immediately. So it's not a, we're going to teach you this big grandiose thing that's going to take you six months to build out and then you can start doing it. And by that time, you'll learn something new and not even be doing it. It's like, nope, here's what you need to do. Go do it and start making an impact on your business. So how are you guys staging it? I mean, obviously, it seems like it's organic in nature, but I mean, you kind of have to have a topic at hand. So are you like pre-releasing the topics or are you just going to just launch it and say, hey, the topic of today is? Yeah, we've got one of the funnest things in the world. So I've had a a pretty successful Facebook group called Success Champions for for quite a while now. There's over 1,400 small business owners in there. And I don't say that to brag. I say that's where we're getting all of our content. Mm -hmm. So we use that group um, and all the time I'm asking questions and trying to understand where they're at. And, you know, we'll put out questions like, you know, what are your biggest struggles when it comes to sales? What are your biggest struggles when it comes to scaling and growing your business? And man, they give so much content to talk about. So we have an Asana spreadsheet, not a spreadsheet, but Asana, you know, app where we go in there and we list out pod, like literally during this conversation, I went in and added a topic for the podcast hmm. where 
I'm going to use Kevin to specifically talk about how to use Facebook groups to, you know, grow your business by not having your own, by going and stalking groups. Um, you know, and I wrote that and literally, I just add that to our sauna board and shit like that keeps happening. So we get together every Friday and we record two episodes minimum, sometimes three, just depending on how quick we get through them. And, you know, we have an entire team behind it now. You know, so it's not us editing. It's not us putting all the stuff out. So uh, as soon as we're done, other people pick that up and start running with it. Nice. I, I, I went the route with success champions where I did all the things. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. That's a lot of damn work. <laughs> and when you started success champions, you were doing an hour long episode every day. day. Yeah, daily. Hold on. Uh, so you were recording. Wait, wait, let's, let's pull that shit back for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So you were doing daily episodes with daily releases or just daily recordings? I would sit, when I first launched Success Champions, I would do nine recordings hour long every Friday. I would start at like seven o'clock in the morning and record to like six o'clock in the evening um, with no breaks. I mean, I would literally in between Zoom run and take a piss. Um, And through a hundred episodes, I launched, I released a daily episode um hour long every time and i edited my own stuff for the first i think 10 episodes before i outsourced the editing of it um and then the first editor just couldn't keep up um Some, with you you're pissing someone someone out there is going to hear this shit and they're going to be like the hell with it i'm going to wear a catheter <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm glad I put that challenge out there i'm sorry i was such a fucking slacker that i had to run up and go piss wow. I, uh, I see what the new TikTok challenge is going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I was actually looking at the um, the Guinness record. I think it was something like maybe like forty eight hours of a longest podcast ever, or something like that. Oh my god! Yeah, no, thank just, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, crazy. So well, I mean, this, this is going. This is this closes thing out. So I mean, for for our listening audience, right? Pretend this is one of your episodes. And what's the takeaway from this episode that you want people to go on and actually take action right now? Well, I I think with this whole thing, it's 100% about knowing where you're going and then taking the steps towards there and always using that as your counterbalance. So it's, it's about having that vision that's so damn strong that other people want to get on the train and, and run with you and having that vision to be you're out of bounds, like you're on a football field. Right. This is too far left. This is too far right. Let's play and let's, you know, play the first downs, mm-hmm. you know, and setting those milestones along the way to to get there. Um, you know, Kevin and I look at the business as always of, you know, this is where we're going. But what's the small steps along the way that we've got to accomplish and you know, get through it? So if you're a business owner, it's really set a vision that scares the pure living shit out of you. Um, and, you know, the vision's right when other people want to jump on board and run with you. And then every day, look at your business and realize if there's not some form of chaos, you're not going big enough. Because if it is hunky dory and things are comfortable, you're fixing to have a very rude awakening. I'd rather control the chaos and knowing we're going into it versus being comfortable and sit and then all of a sudden look up and go, holy fuck, where'd my business go? I want to, uh, the, there's a great analogy of Buffalo that I've always loved when the thunderstorms roll through the plains, cows will actually try and outrun the rain. And so they stay in the rain longer. A herd of buffaloes when those storms come actually charge the thunderstorm 
and they go straight the fuck at it. And the reason they do it is because they know they can get on the other side of it quicker. Hmm. And I think if you're going to run a business, you need to be like a fucking Buffalo and charge straight at that shit. Um, and that's the only way to fly. It's the only way you're going to grow. That should be a t-shirt. Charge like a <laughs> motherfucking buffalo into the storm. I'm adding podcast, but what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, reach out to Brian. Tell him we need another t-shirt. <laughs> What's your closing remarks, Kevin? Well, it's funny because Donnie and I, while we have different you know personalities, he's a high D, I'm extroverted, I'm the introverted high C type. We have really similar outlooks on on stuff. And for me, what popped in was the whole idea of, of taking action and, you know, stop analyzing and going through that whole analysis paralysis thing and just do something. And, you know, that, you know, do a live, do a live on Facebook, start a Facebook group, invite people into it, do something that's going to push you to get in front of the right people and start having positive engaging conversations that over time we're going to turn into sales. And, you know, this isn't a get rich quick thing, you know, go make a podcast or go make a, a Facebook group and you're going to sell stuff right away. No, it's, you know, start the steps. You know, that first action is just creating the group. The next action is posting in it. The next action is doing a live in it. You know, all those are action that generate revenue over time. And that is the big thing that people need to do is stop thinking about it and just go do. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, definitely fellers, a bunch of badasses on this particular podcast. I appreciate you guys time. And, and I definitely look forward to following you guys on a bandwagon and swinging from the trees with you guys. Yeah, this is <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And always guys, do me a favor, man. If you guys get any value out of this thing, follow Shana. I mean, just follow Boston cage. It is freaking awesome. Great questions, dude. You know, great stuff. Love hanging out with your brother and, and keep going. Big shit's coming your way. I can feel it. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. I mean, and to think that this entire thing was improv with no written questions, all off script. So that's kind of like the way it should be, you know, for sure. For sure. Essay grant over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 762- 233 boss that's 762-233-2677 i would love to hear from you remember to become a boss in cage you have to release your inner beast sa grant signing off listeners of boss in cage are invited to download a free copy of our host sa grant's insightful ebook become an uncaged trailblazer Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash freebook.